Alrighty, hello again everyone and welcome to it. It is the 12th day of October 2023, not 2024. I am Derek Hunter. Welcome to the Derek Hunter Podcast. Oh man, we've got a mess going on right here. We've got, of course, the left. It's taken, it's almost been a week. They haven't gone, by the way, the curse program, the weekend F and review will be a lot of fun this week. If you don't want to, if you don't want to commit to five bucks a month for quality entertainment and information, you can email me, Derek Allen Hunter at gmail.com. Put W I F R in the subject line and I'll send you this week's, um, on Friday. So you can test it, test drive it. And maybe, maybe, maybe it isn't your cup of meat, but, uh, for those of you so inclined with the testicular fortitude, the coolness. If you, maybe you're not cool enough. I don't know. Go to patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or Derek Hunter dot locals dot com. Uh, we will. I will be giving away the book on Monday. I just I. This week's so screwed up that I haven't even had time to even think about what book is next. And uh, yeah, that's why there's been a lot of swearing. Not a ton. Not anything close to what the week in F and review gets, but. It, uh, it's one of those damn weeks, and the week continues. The Democrats are doing exactly what I told you they would do. My God, it's a smart thing that you listen to this program because you're ahead of the curve. I mean, you could just wait tomorrow or next week. You'll, you'll hear about it on other talk outlets. But uh, today and last week or earlier this week, you heard about it. What did I say? Democrats will be united for... As long as they absolutely have to be with the civilized world. And then they'll get back to where their heart is, where their loyalty is. And it's not with Israel. It's with the terrorists. It's always with the so-called, quote-unquote, revolutionaries. The people that they claim are the underdogs. Oh, the poor Palestinians. The people of Gaza. They're so put upon. They're so oppressed economically by the by the uh, Israeli government. They're just so horrible. Hmm. Well, I'm pretty sure that munitions and paragliders and rockets. I mean, those things aren't free. If they were free, I'd have a ton of them. They're not free. They're rather expensive. When you consider the fact that Israel had been providing them with free electricity and free water on top of everything else. Plus, they didn't really have to worry about external threats because Israel was not going to allow themselves to be invaded to get to Gaza. Uh, You might think that they could have probably done something a little bit more constructive with the money that might have led to a, well, a not oppressive existence economically for the poor, sweet, sweet, nourishing residents of Gaza. Am I right? I don't know about you. I'm not a a structural engineer. I'm not an engineer of any sort. But I would suspect that constructing a series of rat tunnels throughout the entire area designed expressly for the easy incursion into Israel and the commission of terror, and then the getting out of there, along with munitions and hostage storage and things like that, plus, you know, the scumbag leadership, some of the scumbag leadership living there. I think that stuff's not cheap either. I don't know. Again, I've never dug out underneath a a, uh, 
a plot of land, but it's a pretty decent sized plot of land. It's not huge, but it's a pretty decent sized plot of land. Two million people live above ground. So that's got it's densely populated like New Jersey. But even still, I suspect it costs some money. Now, you got to remember that when the people of Gaza finally had the opportunity to vote for their own political leadership, they elected a terrorist organization. They willingly did it. Now, you could say the election was rigged, although I'm not sure if Democrats will let you say that, but, but uh, the election wasn't rigged. The people of Gaza, not all of them, but enough of them, voted for the terrorists in Hamas. So that when it comes to the, and here's a pro tip for you kids playing the home game. When it comes to the logical, rational uh, disbursement of limited funds in your best interest, it's probably not be- it's probably best not to rely upon a terrorist organization, right? If your accountant is also the accountant of ISIS or something, you probably want to go to a different accountant. I'm just they they might not have your they might not be a I don't think there are too many fiduciaries in uh, in that practice. Just saying. Not too many fiduciaries in a terrorist organization. They are not going to put the financial well-being of any, well, themselves. Yasser Arafat did die, a billionaire, so I mean, there is that. But otherwise, the normal average people, they just don't give a damn about it. They're not about to do anything in their best interest. So when you elect terrorists, you really are electing a whole lot of baggage. And trust me, you don't want to check those bags. You don't want to do the security sweep on those bags there isn't one of those little you know the tongy little swipe by the little piece of uh, fabric that they put in the analyzer at the airport it's always going off it's just always even if there's nothing in there there was or there was near it or somebody rested it on there so there's that so keep that in mind so as you watch these leftists slowly morph from pearl-clutched outrage to now Israel is being, uh, they're disproportionate. It's going to be a huge disproportionate response. That's the argument. That's what they're going to say. It's disproportionate. And it has to be disproportionate. First of all, it's war, and it was declared on Israel, not the other way around. So you, you don't want to F around. You don't F around. You won't find out. You F around, you're going to find out. You start a war, you don't get to set the terms for the ending of that war. You don't even get to set the terms for the conducting of that war when your first act in that war is to assassinate more than a 1,000 civilians. So they're going to try to pull at your heartstrings. They're going to try, oh, the poor Palestinian baby, rise up against Hamas, all right? You want the electricity back? Rise up against Hamas. You want the water back? Rise up against Hamas. Or move to Jordan or move to one of the other... Egypt. No no other Arab country wants them. No other Arab country will accept them. They're pawns. They're not, they're not the martyrs that the, the, the media portrays them to be and the Arab world, world uses them as. Oh, we got to do something for these... How about we bring them into our country? Well, let's not go crazy. They don't want them. They're useful where they are. They're useful in the circumstances that they are. But anyway, back to the point at hand. Watch 
these leftists turn. Walid Shahid. He is a Democratic strategist. He used to work for the Justice Democrats. They are an appendage of or close associates of the Democratic Socialists of America. They're the group that are celebrating and have been celebrating the terror attack since it happened. They've held rallies. They've organized rallies in uh, New York and Los Angeles to celebrate the Palestinian terrorists, to celebrate Hamas. And uh, he also, Walid Shahid, worked for Bernie Sanders, AOC, and Jamal Bowman, all of whom are in good standing with Democratic Socialists of America, the DSA. So is Rashida Tlaib, so is Ilhan Omar, so is Ayanna Presley, so are the rest of the goon squad and most of the progressive caucus in the United States Congress. They're all in there. And you've got the Democratic Socialists pledging their allegiance to Hamas, expressing their glee over the murder of Jews, and the Walid Shahid takes to his Twitter account today, tweets a quote from Lindsey Graham. We are in a religious war and I am with Israel. Level the place. And you're damn right. When I hear that, I listen to the clip. It's like eight seconds long. It's not worth having. But you're damn right. Level the damn place. Well, Walid Shahid is already starting the moral equivalency. See, they, they bring it back into balance quickly. And then they quickly tip it in favor of the terrorists because that's who their hearts are with, that's who they are. Scratch a progressive, find a Nazi. Why? Because, well, the Nazis were progressives. Look it up. Walid Shahid continues, Progressives should call out fringe activists condoning Hamas. But why aren't politicians or Israeli officials asked to condemn anti-Palestinian violence? Anti-Palestinian violence. Now, Walid, maybe he doesn't. The left always says words are violence. Words are and the violence. The actual violence is never violence. Trying to kill a cop isn't violence. A cop saying you guys are scumbags and I wish I could punch you in the face. That's violence. That's ridiculous. That's enough to get you a five million dollar settlement from St. Louis or something like that. But it is not in any way, shape or form violence. They're just words. But you have to move the bar ever so slowly. See, right now, the entire progressive left, which is the vast majority of the Democratic Party, including the president of the United States, who said he wanted to be the most progressive president in history, they hate Jews. They hate them. They they feel as though they need a silkwood shower after after doing what they've had to do since this terror attack. Make no mistake, they had to do it. Joe Biden would be even more screwed and unpopular than he is right now if he didn't do the nominal things that he's done. And there's this, just today, the White House is making clear and signaling through the press that aid for Israel has to be tied to aid to Ukraine. And they'll even throw into some borders. They really want aid for Ukraine. It's a little bit of border security maybe, but and maybe some aid for Taiwan, but they want Ukraine. That's what they want. Now, they think they're sweetening the deal. And frankly, for the sake of ease, Republicans should probably take that deal to get the money flowing, to get the support going over to Israel. But the fact that the White House and Democrats had to equivocate on the support for Israel less than a week after this terror attack, 
tells you something about them. The fact that a top Democratic strategist with ties to the Justice Democrats, which is the group that gave us AOC, and in fact, I think he, he worked for, for AOC. I think he maybe ran her campaign. That they are already downplaying, tamping down, raising up, tamping down the, the outrage of what happened to Israel and tamping up the outrage of just words that were said about the Palestinians tells you where they're going. By this time next week, there will be full-blown, we need to do something. There will be calls for peace. There will be condemnation for an overreaction by Israel. You watch it. It'll be frame. Won't be those damn Jews got what was coming to them. They're not that dumb. They're evil. They're not dumb. It will be, we need to bring about peace. We need blah, 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 innocent civilians, so on and so forth. Now, Israel will most definitely kill some innocent civilians to the extent that there are innocent civilians in a place that elects terrorists. But it will not be the purpose of the raids, of the invasion. of the, It is not a tactic. There is such a thing as collateral damage, whereas the attacks on Israeli civilians, the murder, wholesale murder of Israeli citizens, was the point of the raid, was the purpose of the terror attack. That's, in fact, what terrorism is. So get ready for that. You're going to hear a lot about it, but make no mistake, there is no moral equivalence. It's not even close. Keep that in mind. It is not even close. They need to, because the alternative is to admit that they're horrible people or to sort of run the risk of the public recognizing how horrible they are. But um, you need to keep your eyes on the prize. This story is something to behold, too. Uh, as the left takes to the streets around the world, I encourage everybody who works for a corporation to scour people's social media pages. doesn't have to be anybody you know. Find the people who are celebrating this. Screen capture it. Screen capture it. Maybe make a central database, maybe post it on social media. Hell, if they posted it publicly... Put it out there for the world to see. Attach their names to it so that it will show up in a Google search so that when terrorist sympathizers finally get jobs in or graduate from college, probably with you know, multiple degrees and honors from the monsters who run it, a Google search by potential future employers will turn up these results. Make sure you put their names in it. I think this would be... Look, if you didn't want it public, you shouldn't post it publicly. Am I right? Am I right? I love how these people are like, you're invading my private... You posted it. Libs of TikTok is showing all these horrible... You posted these videos. She didn't break into your account and find things that were in your drafts. You put it out there for the world. You put your anti-Semitic hatred out there for the world. You put your embrace of terrorists and terrorism out there in the world that it might be messing with your future job prospects ain't my concern pal i want it to 
And that brings us to what happened up at Harvard. Harvard had a whole bunch of student organizations, I think 34 student organizations, put together a rapidly anti-Semitic statement coming out in favor of the terrorists and justifying their horrible actions. Well, then some CEOs started sniffing around going, Is there, we'd like to see the, we know the student organizations. We want to see some members list. We want to know who the, the members of these groups are because we don't want to hire him. New York Post has this story. A flurry of Harvard University students and groups are desperately trying to backtrack on their support of a letter blaming Israel for the mass slaughter of its own people by Hamas terrorists, as some business titans seek to blacklist them from future jobs. It's not often that karma happens immediately. It's not often that karma acts like a rake stepped on it's usually a, a slow burning ember but it's lovely to see when it does happen like this four of the initial 34 student organizations attached to the inflammatory statement have already withdrawn their support while board members of other groups have quit to distance themselves late tuesday 17 other harvard groups joined around 500 faculty and 3,000 others in signing a counterstatement attacking the other group's letter as, quote, completely wrong and deeply offensive, according to the campus paper, the Harvard Crimson. A third letter from nearly 160 faculty members also ripped Harvard's response to the scandal, writing that it can, quote, can be seen as nothing less than condoning the mass murder of civilians based only on their nationality, end quote. Others in groups supporting their initial letter um, supporting the initial letter, which held, quote, the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all the unfolding violence, end quote, quit while distancing themselves from any involvement. Quote, this is from Danielle Mikaelian, M-I-K-E-L-I-A-N. As a board member of a Harvard group that signed the statement on Israel, I think it was egregious and have resigned from my role. I am sorry for the pain this caused. My organization did not have a formal process, and I didn't even see the statement until we signed on. Are we supposed to believe that suddenly? Oh my God, there's gambling going on in this casino. Holy cow, there's anti-Semitism going on in this anti-Semitic group. But whatever, letter. We'll let her, we'll let old Danielle try to distance herself. Okay, we'll see. She says that the statement is not representative of my values and my heart is with those impacted. Okay, sure. Uh, law student Mohini Tangri, that name again, Mohini Tangri, M-O-H-I-N-I, and then T-A-N-G-R-I. Um, not too many Freds, not too many Bobs. Um, tweeted that, quote, many members had no say in whether their organization signed the letter. Many weren't even notified that their organizations were considering doing so, she said. Well, that's not real good membership. That's not real good board member, right? Wouldn't you be pissed rather than saying, I denounced that. I'm going to move away from these things. We weren't notified that this was going on. The real question is, if you were notified, what would you have done about it? Right? 
She posted, in fact, I'm a Harvard Law student, so I know many members had no say in whether their org signed the letter. Many weren't even notified that their orgs were considering doing so. No need for this level of harassment. Yes. She demands understanding and sympathy for the real victims here, not the dead Israelis. The, well, the, the future lawyers who can really only be employed at this point are the Democratic National Committee. <laughs> Maybe Nike will hire them. Who the hell knows? But it is funny to watch all of these groups scramble, desperately trying to cover their own tracks. The Harvard Undergraduate Nepali Student Associations. Nepal, what the hell does Nepal have to do with it? Doesn't matter. Progressives are progressives first. Anything else, a distant second. If an organization exists that is not expressly conservative, eventually the liberals will metastasize into its leadership and corrupt it into some sort of equity, diversity, and inclusion piece of crap. Mark my words. Don't join these groups or set out the charter so it is explicit and unambiguous and then make sure that these mutants don't get within sniffing distance of it. Anyway, the Nepali Student Organization also released a statement on Instagram expressing regret at signing the letter. Say They said, We regret that our decision to co-sign the latest PSC statement to call attention to historical injustices against Palestinians with an earnest desire for peace has been interpreted as a tacit support for the recent violent attacks in Israel. We deplore the attacks that have taken the lives of hundreds of innocent civilians, including 10 Nepali students in Israel. See, they've got their eye on the ball. You throw in a tiny mea culpa, but you throw, make sure you put a dash of identity politics in there with it. Uh, Nepali students in Israel. We are deeply saddened by the news and mourn the lives that we have lost in the Nepali community. See, we don't give a shit about the Jews. Subtext there. We worry for the many people trapped in the midst of escalating conflict to ensure that our stance on the condemnation of violence by Hamas and support for a just peace remains clear. We retract our signature from the statement. Though this mess through this message, we hope to send love, strength, and solidarity as multiple communities around the world, including us, continue to process the loss of those who have left us too early. This is the problem with racial and ethnic-based organizations. You, be, you get high on your own supply. Everybody loves the smell of their own farts. And if you're demented enough, you can convince yourself that it really does smell good. It's not that you just love it. It's that it really does smell good. This statement does in no way apologize or distance itself from the statement. They regret the statement. They regret signing the statement because of the blowback. They don't care about the Jews being killed. They don't care about the innocent Israelis being killed. They talk about innocent civilians. So that gives them cover so they can tell each other, we, we just told them told them innocent civilians we meant you know Palestinian innocent Palestinian civilians and then they immediately shifted to 10 people murdered who looked like them 
That's what they give a damn about. They're sick. All of them. Harvard really seriously needs, I don't know, to be defunded. We need to tax these universities' endowments. We need to get the hell, the left out of the cancer that is the left, the hell out of education. We really, truly do. It's disgusting. It's disturbing. It's not surprising. They're evil. They're not stupid. Speaking of which, this might be one of my uh, favorite things ever along these lines of identity politics because it just... I don't know. Am I supposed to not care now in California if you're a Californian? Are you not supposed to care if you're not black and a black child goes missing or a black child is abducted? Or are they supposed to be more special than, say, brown kids or white kids or Asian kids? Anything. Is it that? Now, what am I talking about? USA Today. California creates ebony alert for missing black women and children. Here's how it works. What, an Amber Alert isn't enough? Is it, was Amber Alert racist or something? Missing black people in California will have a specialized alert notification after Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill creating the Ebony Alert. I mean, you just want to talk about pandering. But calling it an Ebony... How is that not offensive? Ebony Alert. The new alert, which goes into effect January 1st, is aimed to help bring missing black children and women home in California. Senator Stephen Bedford, Democrat Gardenia, wrote the bill and praised Newsom's support. Bedford said the state's missing black children and black women are disproportionately represented in missing persons lists and is a crisis for the state. Again, it's disproportionate. We need more of other people. Well, how about you just, I don't know, rail against the kidnapping of other people, kidnapping of all people, try and get all the numbers. No, no, no. I only give a shit about people who look like me. That's what this breeds, by the way. That's what this breeds, by the way. If you're living in California, oh, wait, there's an alert on my phone. Oh, it's a missing black person. Whatever. I'm not black. What do I care? Show me about a missing white person. I might care. You show me a missing the other one, and I'm you. You tell me it would be. I think it might be cultural appropriation to care. And God knows we don't want to culturally appropriate anything. Therefore, we shouldn't step on anybody's toes. We'll just step back slowly and let the blacks handle it. It's their problem. This is actually what Democrats have been doing in Chicago. Like we're not going to worry about the mass violence in Chicago. We got to deal with. Uh, we we can't have white people going in there. Elect black Democrats. Why? Because only black people can represent black people. Okay? Well, the black people... How about different black people? The black people you have don't seem to give a shit about the almost a thousand murders every year. Well, it's, you're a racist to point that out. Okay? It's disproportionately black men being killed in Chicago. Okay, well, wait till you see the other side of the ledger and see who's killing them. Now, we don't look at the other side... We just say that it's disproportionate on the victim side, and then we uh, we call it a day on that. That doesn't make any sense. Do you want to solve the problem? Oh, wait. That's right. You don't want to solve the problem. You created the problem. You don't want to solve the problem. You want to sweep it under the rug so that other people 
don't blame you for the problem. Okay, I get, I get it now. Now I understand. Mission accomplished. Well done. Wink, wink, nod, nod. It's so damn pathetic. What the hell is going on? By the way, if you... Uh, Look, at the Heritage Foundation did a dive into the uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion people. The staffers of universities, like the University of Michigan, something like 150 people who work in that crap. And that was a couple years ago. It's probably tripled by now. It is obscene. But they tweeted out, DEI staff at U.S. universities have been associated with some horrific responses to the atrocities committed by Hamas against Israel. That's no surprise. They have an ugly track record of anti-Semitism. So they went through and they looked through the treat, tweets. Diversity, equity, and inclusion staff tweets about Israel and China. Israel, 28 positive tweets, 605 negative tweets. The author's calculations based on search of 741 Twitter accounts belonging to diversity, equity, and inclusion staff members at U.S. universities. China, a genocidal state actively trying to, well, actually enslaving Uyghur Muslims. They had 133 positive tweets and only 83 negative tweets. Why? Because the left hates Jews. The left hates Jews. They truly do. It's on display for anybody willing to look. It's right there. They don't hide it. Most times. In the immediate aftermath of a terror attack, they do. They pretend, oh my God, all this is horrible. Outrage, outrage, outrage. Moving on. And they move on quickly. They're already moving on. I promise you. Be careful. Don't trust these people. The White House today did not have the president come out and issue any other. Nope. They said they want their uh, Israeli aid package tied to Ukrainian money because they want the Ukrainian money. Look, they're not wetting their beaks in the Israel money. They're, they're getting swimming pools on their faces with the Ukrainian money, so they want them tied together. Instead, they held... Not an event condemning terrorism or updating on the now 22 Americans killed. It's a new high score for Joe. His old high score was the 13 Americans killed in a terror attack in Afghanistan. He's, he's probably going to double that by the time he's over. He's probably excited by that. But he, is, um, he had an event on junk fees from airlines and hotels. It's unbelievable. If you talk about tone deaf, there's a war going on. America's closest ally, as they like to tell us. And they're doing an event where they've got some uh, middle-class white woman coming out bitching about so-called junk fees. And what's really hilarious is the thing that she's bitching about, the thing that she's complaining about, honest to God, are taxes. She's complaining about taxes. Listen, this was at the White House today. This is, this is what the White House focused on today. Video production and advertising before becoming a stay-at-home mom, or as I like to call myself, the CHO, Chief Home Officer. <laughs> I live in Medford, Oregon with my husband and our two young daughters who are here with me today. This past July, 
We took our first trip since the pandemic. Our girls were missing their grandpa in Sacramento, California, and we felt it was time to get back out there. Like a lot of families, we booked our trip on a budget. When we booked our hotel online, we thought we knew what we'd be paying. But then when we checked out, we saw all these unexpected fees tacked onto our bill with little information about what they were for. The charges totaled over $100 with no clarification about what was taxes, what was a tourism fee, or anything else included in the charges. Whether it's unexplained fees on a bill or unexpected processing and service fees on movie and concert tickets, for a middle-class family like ours, those charges add up and make a big difference. I'm so sorry for your loss. You had a nice vacation. Why didn't you stay with your dad? Why'd you stay in a hotel? That seems weird. But it's so bizarre. This is what the White House is focusing on. Oh, no. And she brings them out. It's taxes. She's talking about taxes. Fees are just another word for taxes. These companies aren't going, you know what? And it's the screw you fee. And then it's the go to hell fee. And then it's we want to rip off our customers fee. No. Ask for an itemized copy of your bill. Look at an itemized copy of your freaking cell phone bill. You'll see all the extra crap they add in there. Taxes. A lot of it is taxes. Most of it is taxes. They're passing taxes directly on to you. Joe Biden wants you to, okay, well, we're going to get rid of those. Guess what's going to happen? Not going to get rid of the taxes. They're going to ban the ability of hotels and car rental places or whatever to ban the ability for them to list, apparently. I mean, that's really the only thing you can do. You can no longer list itemized problems at your bills you got to pay, itemized parts of the bill. So people don't remember. It's back, I think, during the Bush administration, whatever, maybe it was the Obama administration. People would get pissed. Democrats were getting pissed that some states particular in some people, especially in liberal states, were putting stickers on gas pumps with the readout of how much taxes were. The state, the local, the federal gasoline taxes, and then how much of a profit the gas station actually made off of a gallon of gas. And you saw that the oil company came off the worst. The governments at all levels made more money per gallon and added significantly to the price. So as you're paying through the nose for gas, the government is getting a nice big chunk of the money. And the left got all pissed off about this. They didn't want people to know. That's what the White House is pissed off about. They don't want people to know the breakdown of these fees, where it goes, where it is, what it is. They want you to be mad at the hotel. They want you to be mad at Exxon when you fill up as gas prices go up, forgetting the fact that the market set the price of gas and then the government bastardizes it with all the whole, this blend is more than the other blend and all this stuff. It's all because of government. So what the Biden administration is proposing will ultimately be you can't you cannot charge these fees anymore on a bill. You can't list them on a bill. Well, they just roll them into the price. Problem solved. All right, well, screw it. We won't itemize it. We'll roll it in there. It's government covering its own tracks. That's what's going on here. Make no mistake about it. Just gross.
By the way, uh, we don't have a Speaker of the House yet. We could today, tomorrow, sometime soon. The Republican caucus, apparently by 14 votes, decided to support, throw its support, not behind Jim Jordan, as President Trump endorsed, but behind Steve Scalise, which would mean Jim Jordan stays where he is, which is good. Whether or not these uh, narcissistic Republicans like Nancy Mace out there, she's running around wearing a T-shirt with an A. This is my scarlet letter because people are coming after me because I'm a woman. Fundraising, she's trying to fundraise off of it. God, she's, she might as well be a damn Democrat. The victimhood, the uh, the expeditious, na- uh, expeditious uh, way in which she nailed herself to the cross because of her gender is telling. She's certainly not a conservative. Um, She's a piece of trash. Somebody tweeted out that the A is for adultery. I said the A is for asshole. Other people were saying the A is for attention whore. All of them are applicable. She's just, you can't do anything better. What is it, North Carolina or whatever the hell she's from? Come on. I mean, she's got a nice rack on her. Are you allowed to say that? No, you're not. I'm just kidding. She seems like an awful person. She really just a credible narcissist. But anyway, we'll see what her and her gang of morons decide to do if they want to keep this screwed up even longer. But Steve Scalise is a fine choice. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to be great. Jim Jordan stays where he is under this scenario. The only Republican who can ask questions, which is nice to have him there. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Lastly, just quickly from the New York Post again, saying this, I'll just leave you with this thought. Sam Bankman Freed thought lying and stealing were necessary for the, quote, greater good, his ex-girlfriend with no chin claimed. Think about that. He thought lying and stealing were necessary for the greater good. Explains perfectly why he's a Democrat, right? At least a rank-and-file Democrat. The high-ranking Democrats who understand the game know that it's just cover to get rich, but he was already rich, and he didn't do anything to get rich. So he, uh, he never really matured and learned the system. He naively thought people were being honest in politics. What a damn joke. Anyway, that's enough for today. I say to hell with all of these people. You're now up to date on what matters most. We'll be back to do it all again tomorrow. Have a great one.